hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Thanks for joining us. And uh, talking about some of the needs of the Green Bay Packers, good article in The Athletic talking about the, the safety position being an area of concern. Obviously, if you uh, do not bring back Adrian Amos, then uh, you are in need of not only a starter, but you're in need of kind of that uh, that calming influence back there, that guy that uh, that, that that knows it, that center fielder, if you will. And uh, so if I was going to go, and I, I had kind of just put this out, uh, if, if I'm going to go with my top five needs, I, I think number one is an impact tight end because that's like getting yourself a wide receiver if you pick up an impact tight end. Uh, the second one would be depth on the defensive front. Uh, we saw the way the Packers kind of got manhandled this past year by just, you know, you look at a guy like Quinton Williams of the Jets and you look at some of the defensive fronts they faced and they struggled. Uh, the Packers offensive line, as patchwork as it was, struggled at times. And you can see the way a defensive front can dictate uh, the offense and dictate a game. So depth on the defensive front. Safety is obviously an area of concern. Uh, number three is safety. Another wide receiver or two. And then to me, right tackle depth. I already gave you kind of the rundown because if Yash Nyman comes into the season and that's all he's going to be is right tackle, right tackle, right tackle, he can play left tackle if indeed David Bakhtiari should go down. But if you're keeping Bakhtiari, that means you have your left tackle. Uh, Elton Jenkins is your left guard. You've got your center. You've got your right tackle or right guard. Then what you do is you take Yash Nyman to make him the full-time right tackle. Then what you need is depth, whether it's Zach Tom, Sean Ryan, whoever else it is, You've got some depth there, but you're still going to need to develop another right tackle and maybe find a left tackle along the way by the time it's all said and done. So that is my top five needs, the way I look at it. Let's get to the phone calls. Talk to Nathan listening to us in Shano. Nathan, Nathan, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, how are you doing? So first of all, the people that are saying, oh, we have the MVP when you're talking about different players that you need to get, realize uh, a decade ago when the Super Bowl was won, you need to look at the things that guys like uh, Pickett and Raji and Matthews and Collins yep. and Woodson did. We had a solid offensive line and a hell of a receiver core. It wasn't just Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, second of all, talking about tight ends, you got to look at what guys like Kelsey and Kittle are doing and how much guys like Gronk were just killing people. I mean, you got guys that are the size of linebackers but run like receivers. How do you cover them? And in today's league, we don't have fullbacks anymore. The tight end has kind of taken over that position, so you kind of need a game changer at that. So I agree with you there. As a guy that grew up at a little over six foot tall, 300 pounds, I played a lot of line, so I have a heart for linemen, and, and there's nothing more than depth at the defensive line. You got guys that get tired out. I, I know you're talking about safety, and I kind of agree there. But if you can get after the quarterback, the receivers don't even have time to get down to where a safety is. And well, considering and if, you, if you, here's the thing about here's the thing about safety. If you lose Amos, not only do you lose depth, you'll lose a starter, kind of that mainstay back there. And he's been very, very solid. So you're going to need one regardless. You know what I mean? I agree with that completely. Like I said with my statement with the Super Bowl, I mean, Nick Collins was valuable as all can be. You need a solid guy back there. And I think you need someone that's I, I don't know about so much of a draft, and I don't know who's out there as far as veterans go, but I think you kind of need a veteran leadership back there, somebody that kind of knows the game, can kind of watch and keep things going, and, and maybe bring some of these rookies along. And as far as the wide receiver core, yeah, you can always build that. You 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 need that. I, I don't care who your quarterback is. You can't do it with one or two guys. 
I think you're spot on with the with the players or the positions you're picking. I have no arguments at all, whatsoever, with the positions that you have. I agree 100. percent No, appreciate it, man. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan and Shauna. Which, by the way, I got uh, between those uh, stations up north and uh, the areas up north. Man, uh, batting down the hatches. I, I got a by my buddy Dwayne uh, up in Wausau said they're expecting 15 to 22 inches of snow. Holy mackerel! So for everybody living in the northern uh, area of Wisconsin, batten it down. I uh, I can't even imagine that. Now, here in this area, we are talking about rain and ice and sleet and the possibility of, you know, power lines cracking and falling down and all that kind of stuff. But but uh, depending on which way the wind blows, but uh, up north, <laughs> 15 to 22 inches, holy crap. Uh, by the way, uh, going to be heading up to uh, Four Seasons Island Resort this weekend for the Mardi Gras weekend, but because so much snow is coming, they are also encouraging people, hey, uh, they still have a couple of rooms available, and if you've uh, got your if you've got your snowmobiles uh, all ready to go, they say come on up because uh, the trails are wide open. They're getting a ton of snow. It's going to be a lot of fresh pack, so come on up and enjoy yourself. Or if you want to do some skiing, go to Pine Mountain, but uh, check out our friends over there at uh, Four Seasons Island Resort. And if you do, I will see you up there this weekend. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can find us, hit us up. Uh, this is one. Uh, this is from Scott who says, Hey, Bill, I agree with your opinion on the draft uh, for defense, but I have two, for, two words for you. Joe Barry, that's uh, Scott in Arpin. I know. I get it. There's a lot of people that don't want to see Joe Barry. But Joe Barry's going to be back. I, I, you know, it, now you just have to hope that whatever talent they they give him, he's not obstinate to just say, this is the way I'm going to run it, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to change to the personnel I have, even though maybe the personnel don't necessarily believe in the in the scheme. Don't know what else to tell you. I just cross your fingers, it works. Cross your fingers, it goes back to what it was a couple of years ago and not, you know, three, you know, two-thirds of the way through the season like last year before they finally go, oh, maybe we shouldn't give up first downs. Uh, our buddy Steve says, I sit here and think about what the Packers' main needs are. I'm also f- uh, taking free agency as a means for plugging some holes. Here are my top five needs for potential players to fill them. Tight end, I agree it's one of the weakest links on offense. There has been a lot of talk about uh, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame, but other than draft possibilities are uh, Luke Musgraves from Oregon State, uh, Dalton Kincaid from Utah on the free agent front. I really like Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys. I've said that from the beginning, but I just think that he's going to cost you a, a pretty good chunk of change. But I agree with you, Dalton Schultz. He's not a uh, he's not he's not Travis Kelsey. He is not you know George Kittle, but he's a good receiving tight end. And the, I, I would love to see those hands come into this organization. Uh, Edge if the Packers pull a trade off for Aaron Rodgers. They could be looking at Tyree Wilson from Texas A&M or uh, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. As far as the free agents go, maybe Marcus Davenport from the Saints. The Packers had him on a radar a while ago when he was drafted. And again, salary salary cap is probably going to limit what the Packers can actually do. Safety, uh, Brian Branch from Alabama is kind of a ha-ha Clinton Dix type of guy with the Packers when the Packers drafted him. Hopefully he lasts a little bit longer. Another name is Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Uh, free agent-wise, uh, Jordan Poyer or Jimmy Ward would be on the market as well. Linebacker, I think, is a bigger need than some think. I really like Drew Sanders from Auburn, Jack Campbell from Iowa. Free agent, uh, somebody like Tremaine Edwards or TJ Edwards would be a good fit. When you're talking linebacker, 
if you are thinking, you know, for Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, if you're thinking outside, I would go outside only for the fact that you don't know what Rashawn Gary's going to be like when he comes back from the torn ACL and the ACL surgery. It usually takes a guy another year to really get his legs under him again. So we'll see where Rashawn Gary's at. I don't even think Rashawn Gary will really be at training camp. I think he's going to miss most of that, uh, most likely. Uh, and probably because when did Rashawn Gary go down, Ben? Do you remember what game that was? Detroit. That getting injured? Was it Detroit? The road okay. game. So okay. October? Yeah. yeah, it was over. Yeah, I just I couldn't think... remember what game that was. I was going to say, what game was that? Was it like six or seven or something like that? It was at remember. the start of the losing streak. I think it was early November. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just couldn't remember. So, because the further into the season you go, the most like, because it's tough to come back within a year. So, you would assume training camp is going to be out of the situation. So, you're looking at September, October, maybe at the earliest, the end of October, something like that, for him to come back. So, yeah, you're probably going to need another outside linebacker. And a wide receiver, he says you need one more impact player, uh, Quentin Johnson from Baylor. May or may not be available at 15. Another name is Jordan Addison from USC. Free agents available, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Chark. They'd be better additions than a guy like Sammy Watkins was. And that's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Happy <laughs> a, Fat Tuesday. It's a damn free agency manifesto. <laughs> it is. It really is. I agree with you. It's also like uh, the, the tough part about where the Packers are at is we could list all the free agents. I don't know where the money is to sign these guys. That, exactly. I, I completely agree with you. They don't have... Right now, they're, what, $8 million over the cap or there, thereabouts after they did the restructure of uh, Aaron Jones and the re-signing of Aaron Jones. So I, they still got more money that they – and they've kicked a lot of money down the road. I just wonder what they're kind of – I don't know if they're going to be able to do much until they figure out in the next, you know, six to ten days what Aaron Rodgers is doing. I would assume they've got, you know, plan A, plan B, and plan C – but you got to figure out what you're doing with the quarterback and what he's willing to do before you can just say, okay, let's go do this. I mean, you need $10 million under the cap just for your draftees, you know, anywhere from seven to 10, just for your, just for your draft class. So it's great to have, you know, six, seven, 10 draft choices, whatever it may be, but you got to pay for them too. You got to get them all in under the cap. So you, you need money right now. You are uh you're a little destitute when it comes to the money. So, And they are ranked, what, I think 28th right now in the league with available cap space. They're way down there. So I, I agree. It's going to be uh, – it's great to look at all the different free agents. You just have to see what they're going to get. Um, hey, uh, ESPN Steve says, you know where all the money is? Aaron has it. Uh, I agree. Well, they're going to end up, whether he's traded or not, they're going to end up doing something. They'll do something. To, to make that deal more friendly. Now, how much cap relief they, he gives them, I, I don't know what they what they work into. I don't know. But there's not much. There, there's not much room there. I mean, without, you know, unless you add some type of avoidable years. I mean, the money's the money at this point. I think you're going to have to figure a, a way around with other contracts and other, other deals rather than just, you know, just Rodgers and that number. And I still, I, I still get frustrated from that comment at the end of the season, saying it's not all about the money. When he was asked about coming back for sixty million dollars or fifty nine million dollars, well, it's not all about the money. I, I wanted to throw up at that point because if if it was if it wasn't about the money, then why'd you take it to begin with? You know, why'd you take it? Why'd you why'd you why did you insist on this type of a contract and this type of money and put this team in this situation? 
if it wasn't about the money. And that I that that will never get a straight answer. The only thing I can say is it basically tied the hands of the franchise not to just say, talk to you later. That was it. That, I mean, that's it. It just tied the hands of the team. So he has the control and the team doesn't. So, and that I kind of understand, but the other than that, it's, that was it. That was it. Mark says, didn't he say he would take less? Uh, he said he, that the number that is there right now will not be the number that he plays for. In other words, there will be some type of restructure or maybe adding avoidable years or something like that. But he did say that they would, that it would be um, less than what it is right now. But basically that contract ties the hands of the team for a while until he decides what it is he would like to do. 877-867-1670. Phones are open if you choose to give us a buzz. Um, going to go ahead. Oh, let's do this uh, real real quick. Uh, Jay Qualls over from the live stream. Jay Qualls, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I didn't know you was going to do this quickly. I thought I, the, I was going to have a conversation that the uh, state needs to hear. Okay, you. go ahead. Um. Okay. My thing is, I love your show, Bill. I just, before, you know what I'm saying? I just want to know I love the show. And I will continue to listen to the show no matter how contentious this call may or may not get. But my thing is, you are, and I missed yesterday when you told me to call in yesterday. That's why I'm calling in today. Okay. But, um, okay, let me get in my point, man. Um, we need to move on from Aaron, man. It's, it, it's hurting the franchise, and y'all pick and choose to try to place the blame on the other aspects of the team when the other aspects on the team is not on the field playing quarterback. Now, I know we don't know who called plays. We, you know, we, we don't know who called the plays or whatever, but we know who not executing the plays you know, correctly. We having the same problem. There's no difference from the time that um, McCarthy got fired. The only thing that's changed is Aaron won two MVPs. That's the only thing that's changed. And the, and the, and the franchise is in uh, worse shape than then. Would you agree? Would you agree? Yeah, only for yeah. No, I would agree with you on that. Financially, they are more strapped now than they were then. And so, like we 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 hurt financially. We not really know what I'm saying. Going to compete? Do you think we going to compete for a Super Bowl this year, Bill? This year, I thought we would. I thought the defense would be a lot better, and I thought that uh, the offense, and I bought into it like a lot of people did, losing Devontae wasn't going to be a big deal. I thought it would be a big deal, but I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. And I also thought that the line would be more stable, the tight end would be better, but it all comes down to the way you know Aaron Rodgers played this year, and I don't think he played that well, and I don't think he dedicated himself in the offseason as much as he had in the past. I agree with you, Bill. And now, now I'm asking you: If we bring Aaron back, do you think this is a Super Bowl team? 
The only way, and I've said this before, the only way I bring Rodgers back, if he's 100% committed, he's he's getting his butt into shape, and he wants to come in and work with everybody. That's the only way I'm bringing him back. Otherwise, I'm not bringing him back. Logic would tell you it's time to move on, both financially and age. Both of those things would, would tell you it's time to move on. But in the past, he has, whenever he's been doubted, he's come back and made people pay for it, kind of eat their words. But do I feel it's a Super Bowl team? Um... I think that they're a postseason team, and I think sometimes when you get to the postseason, anything can happen. But I think they're a postseason team. I just don't think that I would pick them to win a Super Bowl. I think I'd look at Philadelphia first, then Dallas, maybe San Francisco, and then I'd look at the Packers before I'd look at anybody else. So you don't think we could be a postseason team with Jordan Love? Uh, I haven't seen Jordan Love win one game yet, so I don't know what Jordan Love can do. I didn't like him coming. I mean, I've made no bones about it, Jay Qualls. When he came out of college, I didn't like the pick. I, I wasn't a fan of it. He wasn't a guy that threw guys open. He didn't throw into a window. So I liked what I saw out of him out of Philadelphia, but it was nine passes. So once teams yeah, scheme for him. He might have played against Philly when he threw where he threw lots of it, correct? He, he played pretty well against Philadelphia, yeah. Oh, I'm just saying. He specifically made a play that you said he couldn't make in college. I agree with you. I agree with you. And he, and he looked he looked and and he looked better in the preseason too. He had a couple of nice passes. So I'm just saying I've seen pro- progress, but I don't know if he can win you games. I don't know. Oh, I would assume he can, can win you some, but I don't know about that. Can Can we talk about Aaron Chubbs before you let me go? And um, yeah, go ahead. You know, I'm gonna, hopefully I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to continue to call Bill because. You know, you need me. We need my okay. boy. <laughs> um, okay. Now, I'm not going to bring up the Seattle game, even though me personally, I blame Aaron for that. But I'm not going to – I'm going to let the consensus blame Bostic. The consensus is going to blame Bostic, so I'm going to let the consensus – the majority, I'm going to let the majority blame Bostic. But let me ask you this, Bill. When Aaron said – we need to get out. He, he, he made a statement about getting home field advantage at Lambeau, did he not? Oh, yeah. Yep. And and what happened? And I, they I, look I terrible. Say he I, I say he choked. He made that statement and he, he choked. That, yep. That, that, he, that, he, did, he didn't. He didn't look good. Uh, the the turnover when Mercedes Lewis uh, fumbled the football that was bad. When AJ Dillon went down with the injury that was bad. The special okay. teams were terrible. All of that played into it, and Rodgers played like crap. I agree with you. Okay, we got okay. All that happened, Bill, and we got the third and eight. And we needed Aaron to play, make a play. Did Aaron make a play, Bill? No, he didn't. Nope, he didn't. I agree with that. Jay Qualls, I got to cut you off because we're way late for a break, man. Great call. Good to have you. Glad you're on. Appreciate it. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Any season is grilling season, and you can get your favorite cuts delivered right to your doorstep. Go to ScholzyFamilyBeef.com. That's ScholzyFamilyBeef.com.
Welcome back. So uh, today was the day that, uh, well, actually last night, but I sat down with our friends from New Mail, and I went through the whole weight loss in a box thing. I got the, the, the scale calibrated, and it's Bluetooth, so it goes to your phone uh, with all the different you know indexes and all that kind of stuff, and it gives you the dietary stuff. It basically says, here's everything you should buy, here's what you should eat, when you should eat it, and here's the caloric intake that's going to go along with it. And you kind of figure it out. And then you say, okay, this is where I want to be. This is where I am. And this is what it's going to take over this period of time to to shed the pounds. And it's 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 pretty much self-explanatory. You just follow it. Uh, and I'm an idiot when it comes to reading instructions. I got like the ADD thing. I just, I you know, I read for like two minutes. My eyes roll back in my head. And I'm like, Ugh, I can't do it. Uh, whereas Numel makes it really, really easy. And I'm telling you, it is just uh, good stuff. And basically, weight loss in a box. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. And, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll, uh, you know, I'll take some before and after pictures and all that kind of stuff, too. We'll be posting that. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, again, do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, ben, when Jay Qualls called, you were hoping that it was going to be some kind of crazy fight, right? I was. As the producer I am, listen, it's like, if you're going to... You want Philly radio, man. You want arguing, screaming and yelling. And get into it. Call in and get into it, you know? Like, we can all all go back and forth about the intricacies of the roster and things of that nature. But what the people want to hear is some screaming. It's difficult when you get into it on uh, within 180 characters or what have you over on... The live stream because you just make a statement that can be, um, that that can be you know just deciphered really quick and then you kind of make an argument. But when you actually have a conversation, um, then you can say, okay, wait a minute, I agree with what you're saying here, and I did, I do agree with that. But what people tend to look at is like, I just want Rogers back, and that's not what I'm saying. What I have said, I will continue to say, is. I would only take Rodgers back if he is 100% committed. I, and I said it, and now it's been actually written uh, about by Bob McGinn in the, uh, the GoToLongTD.com uh, page when they did the podcast, and where I thought Mike Clemens and I talked about it. He looked slow. He looked like his just his elusiveness, his escapability wasn't there. He got hit a lot. He got when normally he would be able to kind of spin out of things. He wasn't doing that last year. And it looked like he got slow. And the first thing I thought of was not necessarily about father time catching him, but more so about with everything that went on, did he really commit as much as he has in the past to the offseason? Because he just didn't look like he had the legs under him. And if you lose your legs, we all know as a quarterback, you're done. You're not, you, you're, you're going to go down a, a very fast and steep hill. So that's why I keep saying if he's committed, he's going to work out. He's going to come in and work with the young guys and, and get this thing back on track then at least it makes it more tolerable money-wise for all of that. That I understand. Logically, it makes sense. Logically, it would say, okay, time to move on, time to figure out something else, and you better hope that Jordan loves the real deal. And and that's where logic comes into play. But I still say there's a sentimentality to all of this where you, Rodgers and I'm sure management, want to run it back and try to get that one elusive championship one more time, but they are just so now to the point they're so strapped for cash. I just don't know if they have the ability to do that. So that's where you're kind of at. 
Logic will tell you, move on. Your sentimentality will say, if he's committed, bring him back and try to get one more before you finally kick that can down the road one more time. But that's kind of where I'm at. So when Jay Qualls called, and I see his stuff on the Bud Light live stream, as I see just about everybody's stuff, for the most part, um, that I, it's easy to say, wait a minute, you can't just look at this and say he's the, he's the reason to blame everything because there is a lot of other stuff that goes in to losses. It's not just one guy. But when he has an incredible game, a career game, that dictates not only the offense and puts points on the board, but it dictates the defense coming at you and the way offense is called from your opponent, that's one guy taking over a game. And and so that that's that's kind of how I look at things. So But you say all that to say, as you're sending messages on the live stream, you might as well just call in. I and you know what? It's I a have lot more fun for I, my I have posted I have posted numerous times people that come after me. Now Jay Qualls had the balls to do it. There's others that don't. They say things and they don't call in. And they'll make accusations or whatever. They're just erroneous. And, and it's like, okay, call in. Let's talk about it. And they never do. They never do. It's it's a 140-character world, and people have Twitter muscles, and they do that. So there are some people that do, and there's some people that don't, and that's fine. It creates interaction, and it creates discussion. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? There's plenty of ways to do so. You can also hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch TV. Email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Our friends at the Water Doctors bring you this portion of the program as we went a little bit long in the, long in the first segment. So we got to get uh, got to take a quick duck out of here. But uh, our friends at the Water Doctors, don't forget, uh, they are all over. Connecticut Water Softening System is everywhere, and it is by far the best, hands down the best, and they help veterans, which with the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy, two terrific reasons. Not only a great product, but also because they do give something back to the community. Get a hold of our buddy John Atley, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, anywhere. Give him a buzz. And if he can't help you personally, he will get you in touch with people who can. But the Connecticut Water Softening System, I swear by, swear by this thing. Whether it's whether it's laundry, shower, drinking water, whatever it is, it, it's it's absolutely fantastic, and I believe in it so much. I've taken it from home to home to home because it's just that good. And nothing has proven to me to be better. And I had other systems. Trust me. Uh, between the service and the system itself, hands down. Water doctors. H two the letter O doctors dot com. H two O doctors dot com or call John two six two five four nine seventy seven thirty three two six two five four nine seventy seven thirty three. More of the Bill Michael Show now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You talk about a good place to go for, uh, for Fat Tuesday when you're talking a little Cajun. A little Cajun. Little Nolan style, maybe getting a cocktail after the fact. That's our friends at Buzzard Billy's and uh, the Starlight Lounge out in Lacrosse. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, a lot of Fat Tuesday goers out in the Lacrosse area. And if you're going to be out and about, you want to do a little authentic uh, with the gumbo and the Cajun. Oh yeah, stop out to Buzzard Billy's. Really, really good food. And then head upstairs to the Starlight Lounge after the fact. Grab yourself one of the good martinis. The Snickers martinis, fantastic. But uh, they have a, a variety of stuff that I'm sure you're you're going to love. But 
Oh, man, two great places right there in downtown La Crosse. Tell, stop in and tell Heather. Heather's the GM over there. Tell Heather, hey, Heather, what's up? And uh, tell her uh, you heard it here on the program. Good stuff from our friends over there, Buzzard Billies in the Starlight Lounge. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, hit us up. Um, let's see here. Um this is uh, okay. Let's see here. I'm trying to go through all of this stuff that uh, coming across, um, coming across the live stream and over on uh, Twitter and such. Uh, I got this one. This is from Mark and Mark. This is a little bit interesting. Mark Mark Kavanaugh and uh, Mark says, "Hey Bill, listen to the show every day." He says, "I haven't heard anybody talk about Jair and the downfall that Jair had last season. He's the highest paid corner in the league." And yet his coverability seemed to fall off. Can you explain why? And if this is going to be something that's going to be alarming down the road? Um, well, I think part of it was is Jair was coming back, first of all, from an injury. Secondly, a little cocky. He learned a couple of lessons along the way. Came up big in the big moment late in the, late in the uh, season, obviously. But uh, I think he got a little bit cocky. And I also think he's kind of feeling it, uh, you know, kind of getting back to it, so to speak. I think that Jair, um, he doesn't have the same closing speed as Sam Shields, but he was trying to bait quarterbacks into making some throws. I also think, and this is, uh, I don't think I'm giving away state secrets here, but I also think that he didn't really believe in the, in what, you know, Joe Barry was selling. And I think he was kind of doing some stuff a little, little rogue early on. Uh, I would probably venture a guess at trying to do some things on his own, trying. He, he was he was not believing in what Joe Barry was selling. Um, little rogue. Uh, so I I think there was a combination there. But as the season went on, he he kind of came into kind of came into his own again and started to look good. Now the the other guy that did not have a good season before the injury was Eric Stokes. So, and don't forget, you're going to get him back. You're going to get Stokes back. You're going to get Rashawn Gary back. Uh, so you're going to have some of this depth that you didn't have at the end of the season and some of this different defensive looks. And, and you know, midseason, Devondre Campbell went down. I'm I'm really, you know, and, and I know Jay Qualls asked me a, a while ago, and he said, you know, do you believe this is a Super Bowl-bound team? I believe if Aaron Rodgers is back and you take everything the same, okay, if everything is the same, Okay, the offense is the same, you know, short of, you know, like Randall Cobb and such. But if everything is the same, Bakhtiari in the offensive line is the same. Yash Nyman is your full-time right tackle. I believe that your defense, maybe without Lowry, Devontae Wyatt getting full-time play and, and Quay Walker having a second year under his belt and all this, I think if everything is the same, this is a playoff-bound team. Because I think they got punched in the face enough to say, "Holy crap, we do, we do need to work and play and 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 just pursue things harder with more intensity. We do need to be on the same page. All of that, okay. So, I I believe it's a playoff bound team. I think they are five players away from being a Super Bowl bound team if everything is run back pretty much the same." I think you need a more dynamic tight end or more dynamic tight end play. So if Robert Tanyan coming back from the ACL uh, injury last year was a step slow, if he gains that back, I think he's he's a pass-catching tight end. 
you know, not like a Dalton Schultz or something, but, you know, in, in that realm. Or if you go with Mayer in the draft, I think you get uh, a little more dynamic pass-catching tight end. Okay, I think you can go in that direction. Uh, I think you need depth on the defensive front that is going to add pressure and help your defense overall. Getting Rashawn Gary back, getting Stokes back, getting guys healthy and seeing how they play, I think will be better, obviously. Uh, a full season, uh, another healthy full season, Devondre Campbell, blah, 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 you know. But I think they're a postseason team. I think it starts with the quarterback's commitment. Um, but beyond that, I don't see them being more dynamic and deeper talent-wise than, say, Dallas even. I think Dallas is an incredibly talented team. I just think that they've got a bad quarterback. You saw their quarterback fall short uh, in that in the game against San Francisco. You know, defensively speaking, San Francisco has a stifling, stifling defense, which is why I think you get a pass-catching tight end. That opens things up. And then you're going to need one more uh, wide receiver. You're going to need a veteran. you got to get somebody else that can help you. And I don't know if Juju Smith-Schuster is that guy. When you've got a bookend and you paired him up with MVS, then it became two guys that could be the Tariq Hill that could give you both a threat they had decent enough hands that could be consistent, and they gave you, they kind of made up a little bit for the loss of Tariq Hill. But I don't think one guy like Juju is going to be that guy. I think you're going to need another guy. You're going to have to find somebody else. And, and you would certainly hope that Christian Watson takes a step forward, yeah, both him and Romeo Dobbs. Really, uh, the guy that makes that draft is Samari Torre. Now, if you can draft another wide receiver, Second or third round, that's going to be really good, albeit that third round, man. Say say a prayer in Novena because they have just not panned out for the Packers. But if you can get yourself a second or third round wide receiver that's still pretty good, then it gives you depth at that position. But uh, but I, I, I still think this is a playoff-bound team. I don't think it is a... A Super Bowl, legit Super Bowl contender, I think they'd probably be... Now, this is with Aaron Rodgers. Without Aaron Rodgers, they're probably 6th or 7th or 8th on the depth chart just because. But with Aaron Rodgers, I think by default, they're probably the 4th best team in the NFC. I would say Philadelphia, Dallas is going to be there again, San Francisco, and then Green Bay. Even though Detroit was was better, uh, the Minnesota Vikings were really good, you look at a lot of these other teams in the NFC that were pretty good and on the come. I still think the Packers with Rodgers are probably fourth. Without Rodgers, seventh, eighth, somewhere in that area. Because I still think they're a pretty good football team, and I think they've got some growth that they're going to go through between last year and this year. You miss the playoffs as the Green Bay Packers. That is a punch in the face because now everybody's on notice. Everybody's on notice. Little floor's on notice. Barry's on notice. Everybody's on notice that last year was unacceptable. The only way you buy yourself any additional time is if, say, Jordan Love is your starting quarterback this year and he goes through growing pains. And then the the crosshairs will be more on Brian Gutekunst than they would be on the coaching staff. Because Gutekunst, that, that's his legacy, man. That's the guy he drafted. That's the, that's the monkey wrench he threw into the gears. 
instead of picking up another wide receiver or, or you know, a, a big-time guy that could help this team right away, you know, linebacking or what have you, he, he went with a quarterback. That was not going to play. That was not going to help this team for three years. So that's his legacy. So if, if Jordan Love, I mean, you know, a lot of us want to say, well, you know, it's his first year. you got to give him some time. Most people are going to say, look, it's his fourth year. And if Cat isn't getting it, getting it by now with preseason, some of the games he's played in and such, he ain't getting it. Because they're just now starting to scheme for him. And if he can't beat the guys that are just now starting to scheme for him, what's he going to do in a couple of years when they're scheming full big time? They've got all his tendencies, all his calls, all his cadences, and now they're coming after him. So we'll see. Uh, Matthew says when Love takes over, LaFleur gets an additional three years. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Uh, if Love takes over and has a decent year this year and they miss the postseason, that maybe buys you a year. But if you've got two years of Jordan Love and you miss the playoffs both years and both years, you know, it looks inept, they're they're making mistakes, um, you know, and guys, while they may have Jordan Love's back, but ultimately, you know, guys know where their bread is buttered and that's on their own play. And if it's not working and they're not winning, no, no, he does not buy him three years. No, he doesn't. He will be out the door. Because they will say we need somebody else, either one, to come in and develop this guy, or two, to be the guy to come in and develop the next quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. No, he, I, Matt LaFleur lost his get-out-of-jail-free card last year. Absolutely. And like I said, J- <laughs> James says, Joe Barry's been on notice. LOL, not many people like him, and I think his defenses are going to do better this season than they did last year. But he's on notice. If this team falters and we see again a lot of the same things that we saw last year, in death by a thousand cuts when it comes to the defense, uh, poor tackling, poor fundamentals, playing 15 yards off the ball on a third and six, uh, all that's a new, no, 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 no. You're gone, man. You cannot have sustained inadequacy and not making it to the postseason year after year in Green Bay. It's unacceptable. They will move on. Guarantee. Guarantee. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway reminding you 2023 it's going to start warming up eventually. And the uh, the 2023 season passes and the need for speed right there on the website. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com and get your 2023 season pass. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I am getting ready. I'm kind of hunkering down. Uh, I got a couple of meetings I got to run to uh, after I get off the air today. I got to go down to Kenosha and I got to go to Racine and then I'm back. Uh, On my way, I am heading out to uh, Robert's Specialty Meats. I am going to get myself uh, a little bit of of steak, uh, a couple of pork chops, and I'm hunkering down just in case uh, the end of the world comes over the next uh, 72 hours, we'll say. But I'm going to stop down there. I suggest you do the same. If you're in the Waukesha area, they are your hometown butcher. Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha, whether it's the Al Capone roast or sausages, they have tremendous, uh, like, steak-cut pork chop, pork chops. 
Uh, they've got just your regular deli meats and deli cheeses and all that kind of stuff as well. But uh, the ribs on a stick, the uh, garlic parm skewers, uh, the chicken skewers, they have all that stuff. Such good stuff. And uh, I've always encouraged people, go down and see everything they have. They have pre-made burgers. You can get bacon cheeseburgers pre-made. You can get pre-made uh, mushroom and Swiss burgers. You can get all that stuff. All pre-made. You can do that. Uh, anything down there. That's Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha.com uh, on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. And Paul Roberts and his staff, just just spectacular people. Spectacular people. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, going back to the question uh, of what the top five needs are, uh, Tom says, uh, got to go with O-line and quarterback. Uh, John says quarterback. Uh, and then this is Steli who says, uh, first you have to figure out who the quarterback is going to be. Secondly, the offensive line needs to be better. The right tackle position needs to be better. Uh, says that the middle linebacking portion needs to be better as well. Devondre Campbell was okay. Maybe he is what we saw last year rather than what we saw the year before. Quay Walker is a guy running all over the place with his hair on fire. He just can't stop anybody in the run game. They need another middle linebacker. Uh, that would be my priority. That's from Steli, S-T-E-L-L-Y. Steli, appreciate it. Good stuff. Uh, Tyler says, uh, 100% agree they need to, need to take care of the safety position, but it doesn't mean anything if they don't get help for Kenny Clark up front. Appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, Thanks for the note. Again, 877-867-1670. And uh, what else do we have here? This is from Jeff, who says, uh, it begins and ends with Aaron Rodgers. Once he makes his decision and whether or not he's going to give money back to the team, then we'll know what they can afford to replace. Therefore, we'll know what they need to go after in the draft. But it all starts with Aaron. When do we expect to hear something from him? Uh, Jeff, I've always said, and I know this was over on the Bud Light live stream earlier today as well, said uh, when is he going to make his decision, what's going to happen. I think, and I've said this, I I think he'll make his decision this week, and he is now, He we haven't heard anything today. I, he's not scheduled to be on McAfee today, is he, Ben? I don't think he is. Somebody was telling me yesterday that uh, they said that the McAfee deal was over and that he is not going to be on McAfee today. I, I don't know this for a fact, so I'm just kind of repeating what some people had written in the Bud Light live stream yesterday. But I don't think he's on McAfee today. But I could be wrong, so don't don't uh, you know don't bet on that. But uh, I think that he's going to make a decision this week. You're probably going to hear it discussed over the next two or three, four days, maybe. Then he'll go into the McAfee show next week. I've said the 28th. Circle that date. That's when you're going to hear him discuss it as what decision there is. As now we're sitting here with uh, franchise tags and such being thrown around out there. Um, so I, I think you're going to get that a decision here in the next few days. So we'll see. Uh, oh, McAfee's everybody's on vacation this week. Okay. So there you go. At least that's what they're telling me. Scott and NYE 66 and everybody. I guess they're all James. I guess they're all off this week. There you go. So maybe back at it. That's why I keep saying circle the 28th. We'll find out more then. They're all drinking tea. <laughs> they're muddying up a beach somewhere. Two hours down. Two hours yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Next. 
The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.